I did it without an album All the ones can still care about mixtape If you want to know about, you know, what I was going through Or what I had gone through during this particular period in my life You know, listen to the album It's like I'm working on an album and a mixtape at the same Welcome to the album and the mixtape, your place to celebrate the importance of sharing our experiences through hip-hop and music, therefore, storytelling through bars. I'm your host, Julie M., mathematician, chemist, lawyer, daughter, friend, sister, mentor, mentee, hip-hop storyteller, ballet dancer, and most importantly, Jesus-loving kind of gal. What's up, it's your girl, Julie M. Welcome to this week's episode of the Album and the Mixtape. In today's episode, we are going to dissect Big Sean's Overtime off his new album, Don Life. But before I get into today's mixtape, I want to make sure that I take a moment to shout out a couple of folks. First, I want to shout out Crystal Jackson with Mosaic Genius. She is doing some amazing work in the philanthropic space. She is the founder of Mosaic Genius and Head and Heart Philanthropy. It's a social impact agency focused on improving social, economic, and educational outcomes for communities of color. She's been recognized for her ability to convene and curate the best and brightest in the sector and has been well noted for making a lasting impact in the venture philanthropy space by being a connector. Crystal, I am incredibly grateful to you as your fellow Houstonian, even though you went to Madison High School and I went to Sharpstown. But I thank you for loving on me during my transition into the Bay and to you and to Libra Clemens for always looking out for me. I also want to make sure I shout out Munson Steed and the whole Rolling Out Magazine family. We had an amazing time at the Ride Conference a couple of weeks ago. For those that don't know, Rolling Out is an amazing digital and print magazine based from the Steed Media Group, which focuses on advancing four sectors, technology, entertainment, business acumen, and thought leadership. During the conference in Atlanta, it was a complete love fest, y'all. I mean, the amount of love that I experienced from the people involved in putting it on, the people who who came to listen and to share, it was one of the most beautiful experiences that I've had all year. I think what was so interesting in it, and I want to make sure I shout out Damian Hooper Campbell, who was my co-panelist um, on the first day. And I want to also make sure that I shout out Brandon from Intuit, Monique Eidlett, who was doing amazing things and in investing in minority businesses, and Sharonda Britton. Um, who is doing amazing work at JBL. We had an amazing panel as well that was facilitated by Damien. But the conference was just absolutely amazing, family. It was, like I said earlier, a love fest. I, I fasted a lot during that conference. I prayed. I shared. I was incredibly vulnerable. I remember during the larger panel we had, there was a young lady who asked a question, and she said, What is everybody doing to balance their time and to make sure that they're creating space for themselves? And one of my co-panelists said that she lives by her calendar, that everything is on the calendar. Someone else spoke a little bit about hiking and, and creating space for themselves. And when it came to me, I was like, you know what? 
I don't know. I haven't figured that out. I'm struggling right now as I'm sitting on this stage speaking before you. Last week, I worked 72 hours at my album, and I no longer want to do that. And I have to find ways to balance for my mixtape. So I was just vulnerable in saying I don't have any good guidance for you because I'm obviously not living it. Again, it was just an amazing experience, and I just want to thank everybody involved. Breely Evans from the television show Ambitions. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking and getting to know one another. Shout out to you, and shout out to Essence. You know, Essence has been in this game for Essence Atkins. My apologies. I'm saying Essence as if I'm saying Beyonce, like you should just know who I'm talking about. But Essence Atkins is an actress who has been in this game for a very long time. And she was honored by rolling out and gave a very beautiful and humble speech. Really grateful to have had the opportunity to meet her and hear from her. Also want to make sure I shout out my family who came to support me. Labria, Trinika, Kaylin, and Meredith, my fellow lawyer bays. Super, super grateful for you. So let's go ahead and get into Big Sean's album, Big Sean's song, Overtime. You know, before I go off on a tangent, as you guys know I can do, I just love Big Sean. He is so underrated. He moves in silence, but he's really not moving in silence. People are just asleep. His new, um, his album, which album was that? Um, I gotta look it up, G. Big Sean's album, it was the pink and purple album. I decided, I decided is a very, very heavy album. It came out in 2017. And I think my favorite song on I Decided is Light featuring Jeremiah. And this is where Big Sean talks about being a light and being used by God. And one thing that I think is interesting about Big Sean is after I Decided came out at the top of 2017, after a while he went on hiatus for a couple of years and spent some time dealing with his mental health and his mental wealth, really. And I think he speaks to it a little bit in overtime, and we'll get into those bars. To give you a little bit of background on Sean, he was born in California, but he'll probably never claim it because he moved to Detroit when he was a little bitty baby. He comes from a military family that served this country very well and even rose to the ranks of captain. He graduated at the very top of his high school class at Cass High School. I think he had like a 3.8 GPA or so, which makes a ton of sense if you pay attention to his cerebral flows and bars. In today's bars, we're going to look at eight snippets from Big Sean's Overtime. This song hit me heavy because it, re- it made me realize all the times that I put in Overtime in my multiple albums. So let me just quickly define Overtime for you because, you know, I like di- definitions and I like dissecting things. Overtime is defined as, quote, time in addition to what is normal as time worked beyond one scheduled working hours. Close quote. So in order to get things you've never had, sometimes you've got to do things that you've never done and you've got to spend more time than others. Sometimes you're, you know, what is it? They sleep, we grind. You know, you have to wake up in the wee hours of the morning or go to sleep very early in the morning. In my case, I'm an early riser. And in my album, being a lawyer at a tech company in Silicon Valley, 
I just got a new portfolio a couple of weeks ago, in addition to my existing portfolio, that's going to have me working with countries that are eight to 10 hours ahead of me. But I also looked back on my past and times that I spent overtime hours putting in work. And I want to give you a quick testimony that I alluded to in my Instagram post and social media post a couple of days ago. In 2011, I put in an application to work for Mrs. Michelle Obama as an intern in her office. They gave me a call. I missed the call, though. Um, I had a BlackBerry back then, and my voicemail didn't used to always catch or give me the alerts when I needed it. Anyhow, I was coming back home from school on 59. I was going to law school at Texas Southern University in Houston, Texas. And as I was on my way home, and I probably shouldn't have been driving and, and listening to the phone. I had my earpiece in. I got the message from the White House, but it was from a week ago. And it was like, hi, Julie, this is Camilla. I'm calling from Mrs. Obama's office and we want, uh, you know, we want to interview you. However, this message was from a week ago. So I called her back immediately and I'm like, hello, Camilla, I'm Julie. I just got your voice message. And she's like, "Mm hmm. And I'm like, I am so sorry. I know you wouldn't believe this, but my cell phone has been having issues for a very long time and I'm missing messages left and right and she was like mm-hmm and she said we interviewed other people for this role and I was like I you know I felt a little deflated and I said well you know thank you for even considering me I know I've missed the window of opportunity but thank you and she said if you clear secret service checks we'll see you in two months So she had already hired me, even though I never returned her phone call, and she had already put me through some sort of Secret Service check, I guess some preliminary screening. And I remember almost running into the shoulder of the freeway on 59 in Houston. And in that moment, I was reminded that whatever was to come from this experience was going to be God's doing only. And I think sometimes we can get in our mind And we think that we're in control. And, you know, God does give us free will. But I think he really wanted me to know that everything that was to come was of his doing. So I left my job at NASA. I go to the White House. I'm interning. I'm having an amazing experience. I get to introduce the first lady to my internship class. And the funny thing about that was I I mentally saw it happen before it happened. I knew that I was going to be selected. I don't know how, but I just felt it. I could feel it. I manifested it. I saw it in my mind and it came to be. I even manifested the hug. I manifested the hug that she gave me even. You know, I had this 2012 was like this year of amazing highs. But then at the end of the internship, I got a call that my dad was sick. So I went back home to Houston and I... And I slept in the hospital with him for a week. And they told me that my dad had stage four stomach cancer. And as I said at the top of this podcast in the intro, you know, I'm a mathematician. So I cried, but I processed it like a mathematician. I said, okay, graduate from law school because graduation was in a month. Or actually at that point, I think it was in three weeks graduate from law school, 
take the bar, get a job, and pay for chemo. So I figured if I did all of those things, if I graduated, took the bar and got a job, A plus B plus C, it would yield D, which was paying for chemo and my dad being healed. So I graduated, I took the bar, and on the first day, Kristen Jarvis, now Kristen Jarvis West, who was the right hand to Mrs. Obama then, called me and said, we want you on the road for her in Florida at a naval base. And I was super excited, flew to D.C. immediately. They flew me out to Mayport, Florida. And on the first day of the job, after I got home from my first day, I got the phone call that my dad passed away. So before I could even get a check or even pay for chemo, he um, he passed away. So I think for me... Um, it's, it's always been a little bit of difficulty and feeling that my dad never really enjoyed the fruits of his labor. My mom is enjoying the fruits of her labor, which she should, um, but my dad never truly got to experience it. So I just wanted to share that testimony with you a little bit. Um, and that's not even all of it. And I'll just give you... At a high level, I ended up working unpaid at the White House for about a year and a half. I ate rice and beans every single day. I didn't have any money for groceries. All my money was spent on transportation from Fort Washington, Maryland to Washington, D.C. And um, to be continued, I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. I want to get into today's bars. In Big Sean's Overtime, it is produced by the Hip Boy, or Hip Boy, the Tucker Brothers, and Key Wayne. It's on the album Dawn Life, which has a couple of singles that have come out, but I don't know that a full album has released per se, but a ton of tracks have come out in supporting the album of Dawn Life. And this song was released on July 24th, 2019. Before we go into the bars, I just quickly want to talk about this music video. I remember the days of music videos when artists had million dollar budgets for music videos. And I think a lot of people don't pay attention to music videos as much as I probably still do. But let me tell you why I love this music video. Big Sean is literally getting in the booth. It's a silhouette. You can see him in front of a lighted sign that says Don Li- the Don Life. And he's just in the booth behind the mic like I am right now in front of G at Explode Studios in Brooklyn, New York. What's up, Nostra and Ab? Um, and Big Sean, is, it's literally just his silhouette in the booth, and he's just recording. And I think the reason why the video is what it is is because Sean wants you to pay attention to the bars. He doesn't want you to get confused by, you know, I love his song, Single Again, But it's such a picturesque video with all these roses coming out of a dump truck. And there's a storyline with Ryan Destiny and her boyfriend, Keith Powers, and they're starring in the video. And it's, you know, it's just saying, talking about their relationship. So in music videos, you can get lost in the acting. But Big Sean is like, I'm going behind the mic and I want you to pay attention to my bars, period. And I think that's pretty powerful for this song and really makes a ton of sense when you get into the bars. And over time, Big Sean is speaking about 
all of the things that he's been through and this being the culmination, this moment being the culmination of all the experiences that he's had. But he's also owning how great he is and how dope he is and how bright his light is. And he's unapologetic about it. So let's get into the bars. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I just been feeling like it's all clicking, you know? Like it's all working out. And I'm about to work out. Jewel number one. Colossal. B.I.G. Look. The universe been throwing me all the signs except stop it Niggas been plotting on me, but here's a plot twist I can't throw fists no more unless it's profits Lord, why you keep boxing me in? Cause I'm God's gift There are two messages here Big Sean is speaking to all the signs that he's receiving from everything around him You know, Oprah often talks about God and the universe speaking to you in whispers And then if you don't listen, it'll start getting a little louder And if you don't listen to that they'll start throwing little pebbles at you. And then if you don't pay attention to that, it may turn into a big boulder. So I think what's interesting here is Big Sean is recognizing that the universe is speaking to him and giving him all these signs to move forward. So number one, one of the messages here is to move forward and to be thoughtful about all the signs that you're getting. Collect them, gather them, understand them, learn from them. And use them to move forward in your purpose and your calling. The second part is, Sean says, people been plotting on me, but here's a plot twist. I can't throw fists no more unless it's profits. So I totally relate to this because for me personally, I've decided that I ain't fighting nobody but the devil unless I'm making money out of it. You know, at first I used to try and argue and plead my side and call people out And now I just say, okay, and I move around. You don't even really have to say much. People will get the point. And then finally, Big Sean says, you know, he's asking God, like, Lord, why you keep boxing me in? And he realizes it because I'm God's gift. All of us ultimately have a gift, a purpose, a calling on our life that we're supposed to step into and roll into. And no matter what, people are going to say something or, you know, people are going to plot on you. But you have to be focused on the task at hand and pay attention to the signs that are in front of you. Let's roll into the next bar. Jewel number two. Shit, I didn't take a break, my nigga, I broke. Broke my heart, broke my soul, don't cry for me, though. If you don't break nothing down, then it's no room to grow. One mental block leads to another, shit is dominoes. In these bars, Big Sean is completely being vulnerable. He's discussing or alluding to some of the mental health challenges that he spoke up about right after his birthday at the top of 2019. Big Sean was incredibly vulnerable with the public in a three-part Instagram video where he detailed that during his tour in 2018, he started to begin feeling a bit depressed and was experiencing anxiety. He wasn't feeling like his usual self and practices that he was typically doing, such as meditation and I believe journaling were no longer helping him. So he began therapy, got an incredibly good therapist, and was really blessed to talk to some super spiritual people that made him realize what he was missing in life. And the one thing he was missing was in fact his clarity. It became one of the most adventurous experiences for him 
where he began rediscovering himself and then thereby creating some of the best music of his life. What I want to say here is that it's important to take time to be introspective with yourself, to see if there are things that need mending or healing so that you can truly move forward into the thing that you've been called to do or so that you can rediscover yourself, discover the things that don't feed you, that don't help you in edifying you to be your very best self for God's kingdom. Jewel number three. If you ain't on my frequency, you out of tune and I tuned in in the break, the unbreakable, escape the unescapable. So you push your fucking limits, you don't even know what's capable. Pamela DeSalt Runtog, who's a contributor, spiritual leader, seeker of truth, and lover of joy, she says, quote, When you choose to be in a higher vibration, you are an example. Choosing the light of a higher vibration requires a firm commitment to it, even when it feels as though you no longer fit in. You won't receive approval or fit in any longer because you will stand out from those with a lower vibration, just as a tiny light in the midst of a dark room stands out. Understand that those with the lower vibration have the potential to raise their frequency. Remember that you will be able to find people who resonate at a higher vibration where you will have the support you need to keep your light shining bright, close quote. I think this is incredibly powerful because it speaks to the moment you raise your consciousness and your awareness levels and you vibrate at a different speed. The things that you entertained once before, you can no longer entertain anymore. And people will have to meet you where you are. And it's not you being high and mighty or better than. It's you saying, I choose to vibrate on this higher level. And you have to meet me here or stay there. I'm going to still love you, but I'm going to vibrate at this higher level. One of my dear friend, Nadi, speaks to um, a couple of times I've heard her say that sometimes it takes or the bright sometimes it takes one of my dear friends Nadi when we went on a trip recently we discussed the experience of going through something that you think is unbearable right breaking the unbreakable escaping the unescapable until you push your effing limits you don't even know what's capable and she said that in some of the things that she was experiencing in her life that she didn't even know that she could withstand so much pressure and so much heat and that sometimes you get the brightest light in the darkest rooms. So remember that at times you may face things that seem insurmountable, that seem like it's going to break you or it seems that you can't from escape, escape from it, but God is never going to put more on you than you can bear. Jewel number four. I can look inside your eyes and know exactly what you mean. Fuck you mean. Energy the first language that I speak. This is pretty self-explanatory. Big Sean says, I can look inside your eyes and know exactly what you mean. F you mean. Energy is the first language that I speak. When you tap into a higher frequency and a higher vibration, you will be able to smell, feel low vibes from far away. I personally speak energy now. If it don't feel right, I move around. I don't care what I see. I don't care what I hear. I care about what I feel. And if something doesn't feel good, I move I move to the left. I encourage you to do the same. Pray for that discernment so that you can feel energy before anything. 
jewel number five. And you know that you that one when you beat all the other eyes. I keep one for planet at home and the other one on swivel though. Gotta keep them both cause this shit get way too pivotal. All the work is analog, all the payment digital. All the work is analog, all the payment digital. That's one of my favorite bars on this whole song. We'll get into that one, but I want to break this part. and I want to break this jewel into three parts. One, he says, and you know that you're the one when you beat all the other odds. So Sean is speaking to the importance or the recognizing, the importance of recognizing that sometimes we come from backgrounds that aren't, cookie cutter or I mean the way I like to say it is everyone doesn't come from a silver spoon background some people come from wooden spoon backgrounds but they somehow still ascend and make it to the top in spite of you know I was recently watching Ray the movie about Ray Charles which Jamie Foxx did an amazing job but you look at Ray Charles and how he began going blind when he was little and by any stretch of the imagination, you would think that it would be a hard knock life for him and that he would have difficulty navigating. But Ray Charles was the chosen one to bring music. Um, you know, he was a beast on the keys. He could hear music in a way that other people could not because his sense of hearing and maybe the way he feel can feel something was just heightened by the loss of his sight. So in spite of all odds, you know, in beating all odds, you are ultimately the chosen one and you still have to push forward. Secondly, Sean says, I keep one foot planted at home and the other one on a swivel, though. Got him keep them both because this ish can get way too pivotal. So. <laughs> what I love about this is Sean is referencing his ability to be out there, move around, make moves for himself, right? That's the one foot that's on a swivel, though. However, he keeps one foot planted at home, meaning that he's very rooted in Detroit and where he's from and his community and the people that he grew up with. And, and he does that because he's saying things can get way too pivotal things can get crucial so I've all, always got to remember where I come from and keep one foot grounded there as I'm out here on a swivel though in the world doing the things that God has called me to do and then finally my second to favorite quote on this song all the work is analog all the payment digital let me tell you why this resonates with me so deeply um, as someone who is an analog girl living in a digital world, I love, 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 love in terms of music. I love analog stuff. It's just for some reason I'm a bit of an old soul and a bit of an old head. And I think that there's something beautiful in the way that things have been created in the past. I want to reference an article from Charmaine 2010 that was written in May on May 1st of 2014. And it basically outlines the difference between analog versus digital and the advantages and disadvantages of both. I wanna start with analog and some of the advantages of working with analog. In working with analog recordings, they can be more accurate and natural sounding due to changes in air pressure being captured exactly as recorded. 
Another advantage is with analog, you have to rely on your ears to know what sounds good and listen out for mistakes rather than looking at sound waves on a computer screen. I want to double click on that. With analog, you have to rely on your ears to know what sounds good and listen out for mistakes rather than looking at sound waves on a computer screen. In order to achieve a perfect analog recording and talking with G here at Explode Studios, you may need a whole team assembled because the amount of work and perfection that is needed to be done in creating that track, because there's a lot more work involved and it's a bit more complicated in the analog space, it's hard for one person to do it alone. So at times you may need to assemble a team. However, in the digital world, you have more control you can do it by yourself. There's greater ease in achieving success. However, digital doesn't always sound natural. It can sometimes sound too clean and far too perfect. The way that we can compare digital is like looking at pixels in a picture. It's an illusion of the ear. We hear a bunch of bits being reproduced, but our ears are not quick enough to hear the bits and in digital, you sometimes may miss the full, big, clear picture. So big picture, I love the way that Big Sean is describing his work in being analog, saying that he's not taking any shortcuts. And at times, he may need to assemble a team, and he's going to put in that work to create the perfect track laced on the perfect beat. Jewel number six. When to flare up, I'm the one to be cool since preschool. I know it's one that's been rocking with me, dog, since the prequel. Whoa. Just be cool. I know your favorite one, dog. I'm about to drop the sequel. Nigga, this is the preview. Duh. So, I don't know that I have true lessons out of this outside of that this bar is just crazy. Big Sean says, when tempers tend to flare up, I'm the one to be cool since preschool. So, he's basically saying when people get a little crazy... He's going to keep his cool, and he's been doing that since day one, since preschool, since the very beginning. And he's saying, I know which ones that's been rocking with me, dog, since the prequel. So he is here giving reverence to his day ones, to his friends that have been there from the very beginning and the prequel. And the prequel is basically defined as a story or a movie containing events that precede those of an existing work. So he's saying, I know who has been there for me, shooting in the shooting with me when I was in the gym. Um, what is it? You weren't, you wasn't there with me shooting in the gym. That that idiom of sorts. So he's basically saying that he knows who's been rocking with him since day one, before any mixtapes, before any albums. He says, just be cool. I know your favorite one, dog. I'm about to drop the sequel. And we know the sequel is defined as something that takes place after or as a result of an earlier event. So he's telling the fans or the foes, you know, to just be cool because I'm coming out with a sequel. This song is just a preview. And then he ends with Don. Jewel number seven. Strike to claim it. A strike to claim it. So you're probably like, that's not Big Sean. That is actually Pete Weber, who is a 
well-known professional bowler, 10-pin bowler. And what's interesting about this sample is this was during the... It was an event in 2012 when Pete Weber was playing against Mike Fagan and he had to defeat Mike Fagan by one pin. However, he was going to need nine pins in order to do it. So you hear the ESPN announcer, Gary Thorne, saying, strike to claim it, strike to claim it, and he got it. And then Weber, who has had a little bit of a reputation for being a bit brash and sometimes unsportsmanlike, was like, yes, goddammit, that's right. I did it. I'm number five. Are you kidding me? That's right. Who do you think you are? I am. And what he was really trying to say is, who do you think you are? I'm the man. But he, his adrenaline got the best of him. And he just said, I am. I am. Which you hear on repeat here on the album. But what's so interesting about this is that Pete Weber was the first person to get five U.S. Open titles in bowling. And that's why he went so fed the way he did when he got that strike because that is exactly what he needed in order to win the championship and not only did he win it but he got his fifth U.S. Open title so I love that Big Sean samples this because you know oftentimes especially in the world of sports I think of Serena Williams the absolute goat and how when she stands up for herself and you know she is saying it's not okay for officials to treat me like this or treat others like that. You know, she can be, or if we look at Mia Hamm taking off her shirt on the soccer field, things are called unsportsmanlike, not ladylike primarily is what you hear. But I love that Big Sean samples Pete Weber winning this and walking into that greatness. Like, yes, this is who I am. I'm number five. I got the fifth one. This has never happened before, and I'm here. And basically, the lesson and the jewel that I have for you out of this is walk in your greatness, own it, be loud about it. Don't be mediocre in your greatness. Walk in that thing. Or just yell, like, I am, I am, like Pete Weber. <laughs> and finally, jewel number eight. Mixtape shine, but I'm an album mode. This is my favorite line on the whole song. And for those who know me and or have been listening to the show, I define my life by your album and mixtape. I'm always in mixtape mode, and that is me focusing on figuring out how do I use hip-hop and music to heal communities of color with the focus on the black community, and how do I create content that transcends, heals, and allows people to be introspective. Speaking of the mixtape and now I'm moving to the album I hardly talk about my album on the show but I will close by saying this right now in this time in my life I'm experiencing some shifts in my album life which is my day job and some that are very positive that have created added responsibility in the bible in Matthew 25:23, the master applies and says well done good and faithful servant you have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. And because my territory has increased, I want to be a good steward of this, what the new things that are to come, and excel in that and show the same track record that I've done in the past. 
But don't get it twisted. I'm still mixtape Julie. I'm in album mode. Until next time. All the work is analog. All the payment digital. When tempers tend to flare up, I'm the one to be cool since preschool. I know it's one that's been rocking with me, dog.